time when film criticism is as provocative as ever, Feelin' Film ventures to change the discussion from what we hate about a film to what we love about it. We judge more on emotional experience than technical merit, because every movie makes us feel something. Welcome, listeners, to another Feelin' It spoiler-free review. I'm Aaron, one of the co-hosts here on the Feelin' Film podcast, and this week I'll be talking about Sony Animation's newest and bluest film, Smurfs The Lost Village. But before I get to that, let's talk a little bit about this franchise as a whole. Now, my personal background with this cartoon is that I grew up in the 80s as a big Smurfy fan. I had a lunchbox, I had toys, I even had a poster of (laughs) Smurfette on my wall. Do not judge me, Uh, but truth be told, It was definitely a childhood phase for me. Despite having fond memories of the show and that crush on Smurfette, um, the Smurfs was never one of those shows that I would go back and revisit. It's not like um, something like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, perhaps. I was always intrigued with them, though. So in 2011, when Sony Animation released its first Smurfs feature film, um, I was, you know, reluctantly excited. I was intrigued, like I said. Uh, Sadly, neither the Smurfs or the Smurfs 2 found anything close to critical success, though. The hybrid of live-action and CGI that they tried to use just did not work for most people, and the two films ended up being the worst in Sony animation history, to the tune of a Rotten Tomato scores of 22% for the Smurfs and 13% for the Smurfs 2. It's honestly a bit surprising that the two films are as bad as those scores would indicate. Sony Animation actually has a pretty good track record, having created such wonderful films as Arthur Christmas, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, and Goosebumps. But between mediocre storytelling and people just not caring enough about the Smurfs anymore, uh, the franchise seemingly had come to a swift end when the planned Smurfs live-action CGI hybrid film uh, was canceled, the third one, that is. But wait! Sony did something. Uh, They did something smart, and they decided to give the Smurfs another shot, and this time... They decided to make them all animated. Crazy, crazy idea, I know. Who would ever think of that? So this newest film, entirely computer animated, was born. Alright, initial thoughts. Uh, I took my 12-year-old son with me to see this film, and we both approached it with measured expectations. Mine were probably slightly higher due to the knowledge of it being entirely animated. I definitely assumed that would be a plus, and I was a correct. We both had a really good time with this movie. Does it live up to the likes of Disney, Pixar, and Leica? No, it it doesn't. Uh, But it does manage to have a rather simple, positive message for kids while being entertaining and avoiding pretty much any eye-roll-worthy content. There there are a couple moments, but nothing that you will walk out remembering or hang on to the whole time you're watching the film. The first thing that we both really were drawn in by was the soundtrack. Now, this was a screening, so I know most of you won't have Megan Trainor's I'm a Lady playing on repeat 30 minutes before your show, but part of me feels sorry for you. As repetitive as it was, my gosh, that song is catchy. We were singing all the way home. Yes, two boys singing I'm a Lady. This is 2017, so deal with it. The soundtrack for the film did turn out to be surprisingly good. There were no Oscar-worthy hits, most likely, but all of the songs... Uh, in my opinion, they fit and felt like they were they were enjoyable. Mostly all that is. They, they did make a questionable decision 
to include a version of Eiffel 65's Blue Daba Dee Daba Da at one point. Which is maddening, because, of course, now you can't get it out of your head either. I've probably just ruined the rest of this podcast for you. Sorry, not sorry. The animation is vibrant and colorful, and the Smurfs look fantastic. With many different Smurfs being introduced this time around, each one had a distinct enough look to tell them apart. And the blues, oh man, the blues popped off the screen. Additionally, there are some design aspects that are really just super cool, uh, particularly a flying river. I didn't see this in 3D. I, I rarely do that. But I suspect that it wouldn't have been half bad due to the extremely bright color and detail put into animating this world. So visually, this third film knocks the other two out of the park, in my opinion. The choice to go all CGI was definitely shown as a positive. But most animated films look good, right? It's a story that almost always sets them apart. And here is where Smurfs the Lost Village really surprises. Right away, we are introduced to so many different Smurfs, uh, which I won't spoil because some of them are quite hilarious. Our, our main foursome, however, is Smurfette, Hefty, Brainy, and Clumsy. Let's just say you will likely be very happy with the choices, though, for the rest of the Smurfs that you will see, and you will enjoy having some of your favorites from the old, old cartoon back in action. After that, we meet Smurfette, who any Smurf fan or previous film viewer will know is not actually a Smurf, but rather an animated piece of clay that the dark wizard Gargamel created in order to bring division amongst the Smurfs. As the narrator, I believe this was Papa Smurf, is going through explaining why Smurfs are named a certain way and how their name uh, is basically their identity, he gets to Smurfette and he says, unfortunately her name doesn't tell us anything about her. And there you have the primary quest or plot of this new film, for Smurfette to learn her own identity and to find her purpose. Seriously, this is like a girl power film for kids, and it's, it's pretty awesomely done. The female writing tandem of Stacey Harmon and Pamela Ribbon, or Rivon, clearly wanted to do right by the character and portray her as much more than just the object of Smurfy lust. What we have instead is a strong, multi-layered woman who doesn't need the boys around her, but also has very meaningful relationships with them. She understands that there is a time to rely on each other's strengths. Uh, sometimes that is one of her friends, and sometimes it is them relying on her. The message isn't very deep, I will admit, and Moana from last year certainly has a more thoughtful version of what we see, but Smurfs the Lost Village hones that way down and allows it to be taken in by kids in a very subtle way. I thought that was pretty great. Beyond that, the movie is just a lot of fun. It's extremely fast-paced, and we never found ourselves getting bored. Gargamel is suitably evil in that slapstick way, although... I wasn't particularly a tremendous fan of Rain Wilson's voice work for him. Azrael the cat is awesome. Uh, I'm a cat lover, so that should pretty much go without saying. Um, he's clearly the brains of the operation. He's running the show. And this is another place that the film manages to quietly kind of float out there a theme, uh, because Azrael is constantly being taken for granted by his owner and never given credit. Unfortunately, this really not doesn't ever come full circle to any kind of satisfying conclusion. Uh, other than a cute couple of moments where Azrael seems to get uh, some measure of revenge on Gargamel. But hey, it's a kid's film, so we can't really expect too much. The bottom line for Smurfs The Lost Village is this. Don't expect it to pander to you as an adult. There's really no vulgarity, and there are no, or at least none that I really noticed and that stuck with me, uh, pop culture references to try and keep you engaged. It's for your kids. It's for your children. 
It's a frantic, fun, exciting, and colorful time at the movies. Uh, With an unexpected emotional punch near the end, you came here to find out whether it's worth seeing. And if you're taking kids between 5 and 10, I've got to say yes. For what it's worth, my 12-year-old also loved it. All right, lastly, before I wrap this up, I'm going to give you my emotional takeaway for this film. Since we're talking about a movie that is not heavy on substance, the emotion that I felt the most was probably nostalgia. Do I think that every film needs to be as lighthearted and um, surface-level content, I guess, as Smurfs the Lost Village and aimed at such a young generation? Absolutely not. I don't. I adore complex-themed animation like Inside Out or Kubo and the Two Strings. But for younger kids, this movie is going to be just enough girl power rah-rah and let's not judge each other. It reminds me of the joy I had watching the cartoon, laughing and smiling as a kid, and wanting to visit and play in Smurf Village. This film exists to reach a different audience uh, with different ideas, and Smurfs the Lost Village does this perfectly. Well, that's it for this review. I hope you've enjoyed it, and with any luck, I've helped you decide whether seeing the Smurfs the Lost Village is for you or not. If you're interested in more content and robust spoiler-filled discussions that dive much deeper into movies, check out our episode catalog. Thanks as always for listening. Stay positive and keep feeling filled.